This episode of the Lawn Care Business Success Podcast is brought to you by Equipment Defender. Check out the racks that stop theft in its tracks. With trimmer racks available in two, three, and four trimmer configurations, backpack blower racks that fit any size, make, and model of backpack blower, and many other racks available for the tools and equipment needed for your lawn care or landscaping business. Go check them out at lawncarebusinesssuccess.com forward slash equipment defender. And listen to this, guys. If you use coupon code LCBS10 at the checkout, you'll save 10% off your order. You're listening to the Lawn Care Business Success Podcast, the weekly show sharing proven methods and systems in marketing, equipment, and customer service educational and motivational to help make your lawn care business an overwhelming success. Now here's your host, Julio Tomei. Welcome Lawn Care Nation to another episode of the Lawn Care Business Success Podcast. I'm your host, Julio Tomei, and this is episode number 161 entitled, Don't Let Perfection Hold You Back. Well, hello, everybody, and thanks again for joining me this week on another episode of the Lawn Care Business Success Podcast. I really appreciate you guys tuning in each and every week and downloading those episodes, as well as for the questions, the comments, the feedback that you guys have been sending through. I really do appreciate uh, you guys uh, taking your time uh, out to let me know what you think about the show. And on that note, uh, as well, for those of you who have left uh, reviews on iTunes. Uh, you know, I've uh, said in the past that that's the single most important thing you can do for the podcast. It just adds that social proof that it uh, the podcast is of value to listen to and worth the download. So I thank everyone who has done that. If you haven't done so already, you can head on over to lawncarebusinesssuccess.com forward slash reviews and you can uh, have a link there uh, where you can leave a review on iTunes. Uh, also, for those of you that are interested in the eight-page landscape maintenance contract uh, Word document that you can customize and use in your own lawn care business, as well as the eight-page employee handbook uh, that is also there for you to customize and use in your uh, own lawn care business, they're both available for sale uh, with a download um, on my website at lawncarebusinesssuccess.com forward slash resources, uh, and you'll find them there at the top of the page. Uh, it's an easy, quick PayPal transaction uh, with a download link after you're done uh, the transaction part. Uh, and they're both great resources for you guys to uh, use in your own lawn care businesses. So I'm just going to uh, play the podcast announcements, and then I'm going to get right into this week's episode right after this. So stay tuned. Hey guys, if you have any questions or comments about the show, I'd love to hear from you. You can head on over to lawncarebusinesssuccess.com forward slash contact. For you Instagram users out there, be sure to follow me at lawncarebusinesssuccess. And if you haven't checked out my videos yet, well, what are you waiting for? Be sure to subscribe to the Lawn Care Business Success YouTube channel. Now, I know you guys love listening to audio while you work as much as I do, so I've partnered up with Audible to offer you guys a free 30-day trial and two free audiobooks of your choice. There's no long-term commitments, and you can cancel any time. And get this, even if you cancel during your free trial period, you still get to keep the two free audiobooks. It's a great way to try the service and to see if Audible is right for you. So why not give it a try? Head on over to lawncarebusinesssuccess.com forward slash audible. Now back to the show. 
Okay, so this week's episode is entitled, Don't Let Perfection Hold You Back. Um, so this came about, uh, I mentioned at the beginning there before the podcast announcements uh, about leaving iTunes reviews, um, and uh, I got a couple more this week, um, and this episode is the result of one of them. Um, so I'm just going to read uh, both of those uh, reviews uh, here now. So the the first one uh, came in. It was a five-star review, and it says uh, the title is Great Podcast, and it says, uh, I've been listening for a couple weeks now, thinking about starting out a side hustle. Great information, very detailed. I'm starting from the beginning and making my way to the end. Uh, so thank you very much for uh, uh, to Steel uh, for leaving that uh podcast review. I do really appreciate uh, you taking the time out uh, to leave that review. The second one um, actually was my first bad review. Um, and this one originated in the United States as well. Um, and they gave me a two-star review. And the title says, Needs Serious Improvement. Uh, and uh, it goes on to say, While listening to the podcast, in addition to way too much promo, literally every other word is a uh, and um, it makes it almost unbearable to listen to and devalues the content. Uh, so thank you very much for leaving that review. Uh, either way, that may sound funny, me thanking you for a bad review. Uh, but, uh, you know, you're bringing up your uh, feelings on the show, and that's totally fine. Um, you're not the first person to comment on the ums and ahs. Uh, you know, it's look, I just did one right there. Uh, but it's just the way that it goes. And I started to really think about your, uh, review there. And it actually is what sparked this entire episode. Uh, and as a, you, you can tell from the title, uh, that I gave, uh, this podcast, uh, you'll kind of know where I'm going, uh, with this entire episode. Um, <sighs> It's interesting because I'll address the first part um, with the uh, the review where it says, uh, in addition to uh, way too much promo. So I'm assuming or uh, guessing that you're talking about um, the promotional stuff, the uh, links, the uh, promoting um affiliate links, uh, t-shirts, whatever uh, it may be on any particular episode. Uh, and uh, I'm guessing that you're saying that that's too much. Uh, but <laughs> uh, basically, the bills need to get paid. Uh, and that's how, the, how life revolves and how the world turns. Uh, I wouldn't, uh, for a minute, expect you... Uh, to go to work and mow lawns for free. Uh, and I wouldn't expect anybody to go out and mow lawns for free or run any sort of business for free. I view this podcast and the content that I create as just another business. Uh, and yet, you know, I haven't, um, you know, being completely honest with you guys, I haven't made 
you know, very much off of this podcast over the last three years. You could basically say it's like chasing pennies. Um, sometimes I think, you know, I can literally, when I think about a day at work uh, where I'm doing aerations and fertilizing and liming, uh, all those customers on the same day, uh, and I compare that to the amount of money that I've made whether it's affiliate links, um, you know, or products or things like that. Um, in the last three years with this podcast, um, I could, uh, you know, almost say that uh, I bet you on one of those aeration uh, days that I could make more money in one day working than I have made in the last three years with this podcast. So, I'm not going to apologize for the promo part. Uh, that part, you know, right from the beginning, when I set out to do this podcast, I said, you know what, I want to be 100% honest and authentic with my audience. I've seen time and time again where people put out content, whether it's on YouTube um, or on other social media platforms, and they do it without any sort of promotions uh, or affiliate links or anything like that. And they sort of, you know, build up when they're smaller and try to build an audience. And then at some point, they'll land some sort of brand deal or they'll decide to turn on, uh, you know, monetization on their YouTube channel or something like that. And immediately, People start complaining that they're selling out, that, um, you know, they're only doing it for the money. I've seen it time and time again with even in this own, uh, you know, lawn care niche with people uh, putting out content, popular YouTubers um, who have grown their channels tremendously uh, and then, you know, decided to put out uh a video course or something like that. And then you get the people complaining that, uh, well, now, you know, it's all about the course. It's, you know, they're just, they just want the money. They just want this. So I made a conscious decision, not even knowing if the podcast would last past seven episodes or 10 episodes or whatever it was back then that I would start doing promotions and affiliate links and all that stuff right from the very beginning uh, to basically train the audience that this is how it's going to be um, with no real expectation on what any sort of income or anything would be to be brought in. It was all an experiment, all just a way uh, to make the show more authentic because when I listen to podcasts and I listen to the big, you know, giant podcasts, you, you guys all know, uh, if you've listened to my story, the whole reason why I started the podcast was because I love podcasts. I've been listening to them for years throughout my own lawn care business, um, for literally years and years. This is all I have listened to along with audiobooks, but mainly 90% is podcasts. Day in, day out, when I'm mowing, it's podcasts. And I, you know, had been listening to them for literally years, at least five, six years before even starting uh, to do this podcast. 
uh, on a daily basis, every day, uh, listening to podcasts. I just love podcasting. I love the format. I love that, um, you know, it's kind of like YouTube in a sense, uh, where you can, you know, find those exact niches that you want to listen to and be able to do it multitasking where with YouTube, you know, you're kind of drawn away. You need to be watching the screen at times. Yes, you can listen to some YouTube, uh, content, but it doesn't, translate. Um, there's actually some podcasters that I've seen that have YouTube channels and they, uh, their YouTube channel comes first and they just take the audio from their videos and turn them into podcasts. And when you listen to them as a podcast, it doesn't translate because they're doing things on screen that you as a listener can't see where podcasting, you really have to get into depth of describing, you know, what it is painting that picture for the listener. Um, and it just really lets, you know, you be able to do something else, but get the full story on the podcast, uh, you know, in audio version, you get that whole mental picture uh, on that. So I've just always been a fan of podcasts because of that. And like I said, you know, all of those big dog type podcasts that I listen to all had promos. Every single one of them has commercials and promos and affiliate links and all that. And that's to me what made my podcast sound authentic and to be, uh, you know, right up there with those podcasts that I loved listening to as well. Now, of course, when I'm listening to theirs, they may not have those ums and ahs and stuff in them, but those guys, uh, you know, the big dogs, as I call them, uh, they've been podcasting for, uh, years and years. And a lot of them, uh, have other broadcast experience or other, um, you know, experiences in the public, uh, sort of eye, so to speak, that have given them those skills, uh, over the years. Now, like I said, so for that section there, you know, I'm sorry, there ain't nothing I can do about that. Like I said, somebody's got to pay the bills. Uh, and uh, right now it's me. And I'm paying all of the podcast hosting fees, all of the website hosting fees, all of the media hosting fees, all that sort of stuff that is required to put out a podcast uh, for you guys to consume for free. Uh, and, uh, you know, my thought, my hope is that in time with affiliate links and all that sort of stuff, that the podcast will at least pay its own way. It's not happening right now, but that is my hope. And just to be, you know, 100% authentic with you guys, 100% clear with you guys. It's the same with the YouTube channel. Um, you know, with any sort of AdSense or anything like that that comes into that, uh, or that has come in from that over the past three years, I haven't even, um, you know, touched any of that, uh, ad revenue from those YouTube videos, uh, because I'm just waiting for it to hit a certain amount so that I can reinvest into, uh, you know, right now, all of my YouTube videos are shot with my iPhone. Uh, and every video that you see on my YouTube channel has been shot on some sort of iPhone, uh, throughout the years. So I am, you know, looking to, you know, save that AdSense money and reinvest it into, uh, the, uh, videos and into the YouTube channel to make the quality of the content better. Um, 
you know, this is the same sort of uh, sense or scenario that you would do um, when you're working in your lawn care business. You might start off with not the greatest tools and you, you know, you work those jobs, you save that money and you reinvest into that business uh, and you hopefully turn a profit at the same time. And that's what's going on here with the podcast. Now, don't get me wrong. I'm not trying to, uh, uh, you know, hopefully I'm not coming off as bitter because uh, I'm not. I will admit when the, I read your review, I was uh, sort of took a step back and I, I actually got kind of defensive, um, you know, thinking to myself. Um, but then, you know, I was actually listening to another podcast and uh, they were actually talking about reviews and uh, talking about their reviews and how uh, and one guy mentioned that he got a two star review and stuff and that, you know, it just made the review system more authentic, that having all five star reviews, um, you know, it's uh, great, but uh, you got to have, you know, some of those other uh, types of reviews as well. And it made sense to me. So, you know, after that, I was like, okay, it's not such a big deal. Um, and uh, what you're saying, like I said, other people have emailed me uh, and uh, said, hey, uh, I love your podcast. Um, it's got tons of value. Uh, one thing I noticed, though, is that you uh, say a lot of ums and ahs. Uh, one person uh, even suggested uh, that I look for my local Toastmasters club, uh, where you can practice giving speeches and public speaking and all that sort of stuff. Um, so, yeah, it's not uh, something that uh, uh, is not uh, known to me, but I uh, just wanted to address that part. Now, that other section there that uh, you talk about literally every other word is ums and ahs. Uh, it makes it almost unbearable to listen to and devalues the content. So that, like I said, I know there's tons of ums and ahs. And being aware of it, it's it's hard to say. Like, I, I'll sit there and go... When you're sitting and you're recording a podcast, you're literally sitting in a room by yourself and you're literally talking to yourself uh, like a crazy person, <laughs> almost, uh, and uh, you're just going through your train of thought. It's not a natural conversation to have with somebody because there's no back and forth. There's no somebody on the other side of the table, like uh, in one of the interview episodes where people are talking to you and you answer a question uh, and you talk back. I would, you know, without going back and listening to my interview episodes, I would say, just thinking back that they're probably a lot better than the solo episodes as far as the ums and ahs go, um, because you're in a conversation with somebody. Now, there's going to be some times where that's going to happen because you're trying to think of something or trying to connect uh, a certain story or something like that. But there ultimately is going to be those ums and ahs. I am not a professional um speaker. I'm not a professional uh, public speaker, uh, so to speak. So uh, that is something that I try to work on, but it's not a top priority for me. Um, most times, there it is again, 
uh, and there it is again. I am not consciously even thinking about it. It's not even on my radar most of the time. It's just something that hopefully will get better over time. When I listened to my first podcast episode from three years ago, it's, I would say, you know, pretty bad. Uh, and that's to be expected. That's to be expected with anything that you do for the first time and anything that you are trying to learn and start to learn. You know, I'm recording these episodes. It's one podcast per week uh, for the last three years. So basically, I'm just honing my craft once per week over the last three years. That's you know, it's a lot of time and effort when I put it in, uh, into perspective, but it actually isn't a lot of time and effort when you think about it, uh, over the grand scale of three years that it's once per week, 160 episodes have been produced, uh, of this show. And, you know, that's relatively young, uh, for something and someone who's never done anything like this, um, you know, in their lives before. So it's going to take progressively longer to work out those kinks. And I apologize for that. If that's something that offends you, uh, or as you say, uh, makes it almost unbearable to listen to and devalues the content. Now that part there, I'm going to say that you were maybe having a bad day when you put that out there because, you know, like, again, I don't want to come across sounding like I'm being defensive uh, or anything like that, but literally, you know, tons of questions or yeah, tons of questions and comments from people over the past three years letting me know how much the content has helped them. And it started me thinking about if I had never done this and I worried about it having to be perfect before I produced an episode, I'd still probably be waiting to put out that first episode of the podcast. I watched a ton of videos before I started to do this podcast, when I made the decision to put out a podcast. And I went through tons of online videos and courses and listened to countless podcasts about how to start a podcast. And the overwhelming theme in every single one of them was to not worry about perfection and to just put it out there. And that everybody who you see as a successful content creator, whether it's YouTube or podcasts or, you know, anything else, you scroll back and down in time and you look to their very first efforts in that. And they're all terrible. And all of them admit that they're terrible. 
But as you go through their timeline, you notice the improvements over and over again in each and every case. It's inevitable. The more you do something, the better you get. And there's nothing that can substitute the time put in. You have to put in the time. You have to hone your craft. Think about the first time you started mowing lawns. Think about the first time you tried to lay stripes. Think about the first times you tried to edge sidewalks with your string trimmer or whatever the case may be. You know, I look to a few weeks ago, I had my son come out and help me mow some lawns and it was hilarious. Things that you take for granted, things that you look at and go, that's like common sense. But to a 14-year-old, there's not enough life experience to know what common sense is. You know, there was a, an example. My son was helping me out, like I said, and he would mow one section of a lawn. And partway through, we're using the Honda, and the bag would get full. And... You know, he would say, okay, the bag's full. And I would tell him, okay, around the corner in the back there, you'll find the bin. You can go dump it there. And uh, I'd say, you know what? The bag is heavy, so don't even bother, like, lifting it off. Just, you know, use the mower with the self-propel. Just drive it around the back, empty the uh, bag, and then, you know, come back and continue. And he went, and he dumped the bag. And as he came back around the corner... There was lawn, so he started mowing it. He didn't go back to where he finished off or where he stopped before the bag got full. He started mowing an entirely new section of lawn. Even though the previous section where he was working wasn't finished yet. You know, and I just started laughing. Uh, thinking about it. And countless times throughout that day, every time I'd go and look at areas where he had mowed, I'd find spots where he missed. And I'd have to go back and re-mow those areas. But he's 14. And that's not uh, an excuse, but for him, he's never mowed lawns before. He's never needed to. I've always done it. I've never asked him to come out and help me on that particular day. He was really excited and wanted to come out and help me, so I let him. But this was basically his first experience mowing a lawn. Over the course of time, if he were to do that more and more, he'll gain that experience, get better and better, and over time he will be laying stripes. Over time, you know, he'd be able to start trimming and learn how to edge and practice, practice, practice. When I think about when I started edging with my string trimmer, I remember when I first got into the franchise business, 
and I was with one of those trainers that would come out for the first couple of weeks and uh, basically uh, you'd uh, mow lawns with them and just sort of pick up some pointers and tips on pricing and technique and all that sort of stuff. And I remember seeing the guy edging with his string trimmer on the sidewalk and I remember saying to him, that's amazing. It looks like you just did this sidewalk with like a blade edger. And he looked at me and smiled and just said, years of practice. And, you know, I got to that point as well. And I say the same thing now as well. On uh, Instagram, I've posted pictures of me edging with my string trimmer. And people have commented how crisp it looks, how nice it looks. How do you do that? And I've responded the same way. Years of practice. That it takes that time. You have to put in that time. The difference with lawn care is that I'm doing it every day, all day long. So that practice that real world experience is happening on a daily basis, day after day, month after month, year after year. With the podcast, the ums and ahs, it's happening once a week the past three years. So it's a longer process for me. So I apologize for that. But I think about, you know, if I had never done this, if I waited for perfection. I literally think about all of the letters and messages that I have gotten from people saying how much the content that I have produced, the podcasts that I have put out have helped them. From you know, people literally telling me case by case scenarios of something that I have said on a podcast that they have immediately translated into their own business and seen results. When I, you know, I've talked, I've, I've talked about a podcast listener in the past who unfortunately no longer does lawn care. You know, he found out that lawn care wasn't for him after the first year. But he was kind of like a raving fan. He was always messaging me. He was always updating me on the progress of his lawn care business that he was launching. He was asking me advice about, you know, leaving his engineering job to start a lawn care business. And, you know, ultimately I gave him the advice of keeping his job and trying out lawn care because he didn't have any other experience in it. He just had this sort of fascination and romance of, you know, living the lawn care life, you know, the dream. And I said... That's great, but you know, it may not be for you that there's a lot to it. And he followed a lot of the podcast, 
suggestions and things that he picked up and he was always telling me about what he would implement and how it helped him. He you know, took my uh, video that I put out about building a website from scratch. He had never had any experience building a WordPress website or any website for that matter. And within a few weeks of listening and sort of going through it step by step, he built his own first website for his lawn care business. And ironically, he modeled it after my own lawn care business uh, website, which was totally fine for me because I was like, you know, what? he's, uh, you know, just basically listening to what I'm doing and he's kind of uh, basically copying it. It's not a big deal. And after that first year, I noticed that he disappeared off of Instagram and other social media. So I emailed him on his personal email and I asked him, hey, what's going on? I noticed that you're uh, not on Instagram anymore. And he told me the story that, you know, he did everything I told him to do. He listened to the podcasts. And even though he was in a completely different geographical area, he was you know, in the Midwest somewhere in the United States, and I'm in West Coast, Canada, he still took everything that I told and and explained my experiences and everything that I've done on the podcast with all the ums and ahs included. And he started his business. And he said it was so successful, he couldn't keep up with the work. And that it was running him ragged because he was still working his engineering job during the day and doing the lawn care business in the evenings. And that the website that he had built from scratch using my video and following, you know, what I said, how to do it, he said it was bringing him so many leads that he couldn't keep up. And he finally decided that lawn care was not for him. And in the process, he refound his love for the engineering job that he had fallen out of love with. So I, you know, even in a case like that, where the person ultimately didn't even end up in lawn care, but the content helped them full circle. I think about people like that. I think about, you know, others who are just getting into it that are asking me for their advice and they're landing their first jobs. They're landing their first commercial jobs. And, you know, they're doing it as a side hustle. And none of them, you know, they may not have had the courage to start that. They may have not had you know, that perspective, my content, like anybody's content, it doesn't matter who you like or who you listen to. It's not going to resonate with everybody. Even me, myself, you know, there's very popular YouTubers, whether in lawn care or other areas that people love that I just don't don't like. And it's not that there's anything wrong with their content or anything wrong with that person. It's just that it doesn't connect with me. It doesn't resonate with me. And the same will be with my 
podcast. It's not going to resonate for everybody. It's not for everybody. Mine is a very, like everybody else on this planet, a very unique story. It's unique to me. My experiences, my life, my stage of life that I'm in with married and kids and living in suburbia and, you know, single owner operator of a lawn care business, you know, with freedom as my number one goal in life. That's not going to resonate with everybody. There's people out there that are going to be like, that's not enough. I want, you know, money, money, money. I want to build, you know, a million dollar business. I want, you know, cruise and a huge shop. And, you know, I want to go and have locations in multiple states and all that sort of stuff. Well, my content isn't for you then. So I understand that, you know, what I say that your unique perspective may be that. So I take it in that sort of context that you're, you know, when you say that it, it uh, makes the ums and ahs make it almost unbearable to listen to and devalues the content that uh, with that section there. Yeah, I guess it could be hard to listen to the ums and ahs. And it can get annoying at times. But the content is still valuable. The content, I know for a fact, is helping people. And that's all that matters. And like I said, waiting for perfection to put something out there is whether it's starting your lawn care business, starting a podcast, imagine saying to yourself that you want to start a lawn care business, but you've never mowed lawns before on a, you know, professionally, let's say, and you don't know how to edge sidewalks and you don't know how to prune trees and you don't know the difference between aerating and power raking. Should that hold you back? Or should you just dive right in? I say dive right in. There's a famous Japanese saying that says something along the lines of when is the best time to plant an oak tree? And the answer is 20 years ago. When is the second best time? Today. The sooner you get started, the more far off you'll be in the future, but you have to put in the time and with work, you'll improve whether it's 
edging sidewalks or putting out podcasts and you'll get better and better and better. Don't let perfection hold you back. So for now, I'll try to make a conscious effort about the ums and ahs, but I'm not going to let perfection hold me back. So that's it for this one, guys. Here's to wishing you all overwhelming success and freedom in your lawn care business. Bye for now.